You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. Hello, Impact! How are all your spring breaks and Easter's? Nice, terrible, wow. Okay, uh, we hope you all had a blast at the beach, wherever you were. We're so glad you're here tonight back with us. My name is Chris. If it's your first time to Impact, man, we're glad you're here. We hope you have a, a wonderful time tonight. Hey, I got a quick announcement for you guys. You ready? That camp we go to this summer, known as Big... Okay, if you are on the waiting list, congratulations. You have been granted a spot to Big Stuff. Yes. Very exciting things here. So what that means is, again, if you're on a waiting list, so if you signed up or texted in trying to go, and we said, sorry, we're full because we're taking three buses, Big Stuff's now saying we can take four buses. So if that was you, you need to talk to the desk tonight to be sure and get your money in by next Wednesday. If you are somebody who needed some scholarship as well, our scholarship money is about full. So what that means is we have application forms for y'all to fill out as well so we can try and figure out what to do with the rest um, of our dollars. Is that clear with everybody? Yes? So anybody here who was on the waiting list and wants to go, it's due next week because if not, somebody else will need to jump in and get your place. Okay, guys, I'm so excited about this new series tonight. It is known as, hello, my name is... Slim Shady, yes. I wish I could wrap that for y'all, but I just cannot do it. Okay, but guys, tonight, this is week one of a three-week series, and in this three-week series, we're going to be talking a lot about who we think we are, right, who we say we are, who other people look at us to be, and ultimately, the most important thing, Nathan, which is who God tells us we are. So a question for y'all as we start, here it goes. Where do you find your identity? Think about it, and then I'm going to count down from three, and then I want you to shout out as loud as you can, okay? So where do you find your identity right now in your life? Three, two, one. Whoa. Somebody said, Jesus. All right. I like it, Dalen. And then we said personality down here. That's excellent. Our identity, guys, it's a sticky, sticky term. That's why we're doing a whole series on it. Because in middle school and high school, it's very hard for us to know where our identity really is. For a lot of us, we probably think our identity might be found in school. Because you guys spend so much time there already. Your identity could be straight A's, perfect attendance, never late. Or your identity could be a C student sleeping through class, I crack a joke or two, might like to make some laughs. I don't know what your identity is at school. Hey, guys, it might not be school. It might be the team that you play for at school. We got baseball season right now. Yeah, we got softball going on, right? We have uh, soccer going on right now. We're talking about things where when you go up and you introduce yourself to somebody, you say, hey, my name is Chris. I play this, or I am a boom. Maybe your identity is not necessarily school or sports. Maybe your identity is found in your friends. Maybe you say, I've got to be the most popular person at school. i got to know everything that's going on with every person in my grade or every, every person in my class. I want to know everything going on because I like to be in the know. Maybe your identity is not found in your friends. Maybe it's found in your family. And maybe you have a great relationship with your family. You live with your parents, a happy marriage. you got a dog named Toto. 
Hopefully you don't have like a green Wicked Witch of an aunt. But, or it could be the flip of that. Your identity could be with your family where it's terrible. You live with your mom. Your dad doesn't even talk to you or want to talk to you. And you never really even talk to your mom about anything. Your best friend is maybe your same dog named Toto. I don't know. That would be a crazy situation, right? Or our identity it might not be that. You could be in the band. You could be in a club at school, right? Your identity could be, I mean, honestly, it could be whatever what I want to talk to you guys about tonight, it could be whatever you choose to make it. Now, if you're here tonight and you're a Christian, what we're going to talk about is directly for you. Absolutely. Because you guys know where our identity needs to be if you follow Jesus. It should be in him. Now, if you're here tonight and you're not really sure about this whole Jesus thing, you're kind of still just checking out church or you just came because that girl you really like and you think's cute, uh, she asked you to come. You're like, oh, okay, I'm going to come. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm coming. Hey, we're still glad you're here. And what we're going to talk about tonight is still for you as well because everybody in this room struggles with our identity. We struggle with how we see ourselves, and we struggle with how other people see us. And if you say you don't struggle with identity, I don't know if you could really look in the mirror and be honest with yourself about it. Now, I don't know where all you guys are when it comes to this whole, uh, you guys with me? this whole identity thing, but I think for me, sometimes it's really, really hard for me to maintain my identity. And here's probably the best example I have for y'all. I'm gonna pull this phone out. There's something on this phone. I actually have a really sweet text from my wife right now who says, I know you're doing really great. I don't know who she's talking to. It's not me. She's home. She's sick. But I find a lot of my identity in this phone, and it's not really by how I call people or how I text people. Really, my identity in my phone is actually found by what? My contacts. That's a great guess, but no. This is actually something that uh, teenagers between the ages of 13 and 17 in this country, they all have Instagram. There you go. Yeah, social media, you guys are right. You got it. Y'all are getting excited. Okay, Instagram. What's the second most popular one? The snap, yeah. You found your identity on Snapchat, very, very much so. Uh, it's funny because some guys don't really find it as much in social media as they do like in video games. Uh, I love that stat that I found. But something that's fascinating, guys, is this. There was a survey done by um, CNN a few years ago. And listen to the name of this survey. It says, hashtag being 13, inside the secret world of teens. If that is not like the lamest adult thing you could probably say for some survey on some teenagers, I don't know, I thought that was like really pretty weak sauce. Uh, Inspector Gadget probably could have done better. But here's the deal. Guys, the survey said this. We are going to survey over 200 different teenagers between the ages of 13 and 17 and ask them about their identity. We want to see where they really find their identity. And what we found or what this survey found was that from eight different schools in six different states, so this was not just one random group of kids, what they actually found was that the majority of students find their identity on social media. Why is that? Because there are a lot of friends, you got a lot of followers. Yeah, absolutely. What else do you think? Popularity. Wonderful. Guys, what they found out from this, this survey, at the end of the day, they actually said that what everybody was looking for in social media, acceptance. Think about this. You guys already talked about it. You're liking somebody's picture 
Or you guys got your streaks on Snapchat? Some of y'all have messed around and like, some of y'all been grounded before and like you lose your phone for the day. It's like, oh, I'm going to lose my streak. So guess what you do? You give it to somebody. I've heard like you, I've heard of somebody literally taking their phone and giving it to somebody else so they can keep the streak going. Guys, that is some craziness, right? That really is. I'll tell you what, this identity thing, guys, is something that we all really, 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 really struggle with. And something that we really want is this idea of acceptance. Let's be real. That's what, that's what we're looking for. Guys, something that I could not believe in that CNN hashtag being inside a teenager's mind at 13. I still think that's a terrible name for a study. I felt so old when I was reading the study. But it said that on average, from those 200 teenagers that were studied over a few months, guess how many times you actually checked and interacted and did things on social media on one given day? 180. 100 times. On average. That's how much you get on social media, you check it, you like a picture, you scroll, you strike, you swipe, you troll up, 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 up. I'm a comment. Some of y'all are like, ooh, I can't believe she wore that. That's really not cool. I'm definitely not going to wear that. Or you might say, oh, I'm, I have to wear something like this. This is, this is great. Guys, we want acceptance so bad, we find our identity around it. Hey, for me, when I was growing up, and some of the leaders would probably be with me, uh, we didn't really have social media. We had like, um, uh, was it MySpace? Yeah, you guys remember like MySpace? So is, no leaders remember MySpace? Okay, there we go. Tyler's like, yeah, I remember it. We had Facebook, but we didn't have Insta and the Snap and all these things. For me, guys, my identity and the thing I struggle with when I tried to find being accepted was not on my computer. It was actually how tall I am. That's where I felt like my identity was. And this, I got a story for you guys why that was the case, okay? Like, I would go up to people, and anytime I introduce myself to somebody, even at school, since I was like in sixth or seventh grade, you know the first thing people said to me was? You're tall. You're tall. How's the weather up there? That's great. Thank you, Olivia. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm big and strong. can take that. Because I would get this stuff all the time. And I was like, man, acceptance. I feel like I'm really tall, so I guess like when it comes to sports, I'm accepted. Like I'm probably going to be needed like on the basketball team or something, you know, but if it wasn't, like, in pictures, like, class pictures, I would be the tallest person. And they would just be like, hey, can you, like, lean down a little bit? And I'm just like, come on, man. It was hard for me, my acceptance there. I, I seriously remember one time I was in college up in New England, and I was getting ready to fly back home for Christmas. And I'm getting on this really, really, really small plane, okay? Hey, uh, fellas, Chase, you with me? Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Guys, I was getting on this plane. It was a small plane, and I was in college, so I didn't have a lot of money, so I did not check a bag. I was carrying all my bags on with me. And I'm walking on this really, really small plane, and I'm talking like the, the aisle between the seats. I had to walk kind of like this. And it's a tiny plane, so I'm literally bent over probably like this as I'm walking. And I, mind you, did I check my bags? No, come on, stay with me. I didn't check them, so where are my bags? On me and on the people in these seats right here as I'm walking, I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I felt like almost like I felt like Hagrid all of a sudden fell asleep and wound up in the Shire with Lord of the Rings. That's exactly what I felt like. I was walking around bumping into everybody. And this one lady says to me, you know what she said? Like a really sweet elderly lady, because I was getting some mean looks, and she's like, Oh. And she said, Son, how how tall are you? And I'm just like, Oh, can I get away from this identity for once, please? And I said, 
I'm six foot seven. And you know what she said? She said, oh, bless your heart. I thought, I thought you were seven five. I'm so, and I was like, seven five? What do you think, I'm Yao Ming or something? I'm like, seriously? And, and then afterwards she said, uh, I am just so sorry. And I was like sitting there bent over with all these things in my back. I'm like starting to sweat now. And I'm like, hold on, are you, are you sorry because like you guessed my height really wrong? Are you sorry because you think I'm like insanely tall? Like I'm confused. And she's just like, hmm. You know when you start talking to somebody and they're done talking with you? Like your grandparents will probably do this all the time. They're sitting there talking to you. And when they're done with the conversation, they're just done. They're like, all right, I'll move. Go on, you move. And I'm sitting there, like, sweating in bags. And I'm like, I think this lady just took a dig at how tall I was. And she told me to bless my heart because I'm so tall. So my acceptance, man, I, I was like, I'm never, never going to find this acceptance thing, you know. It's hard, guys, when it comes to our identity. I'm sure you guys each have something that you really struggle with when it comes to these types of things. So one of the main reasons we really struggle with acceptance is because the other people in our lives. I want you guys to check out this picture real quick. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that really nice? They look so happy. You know what's really ironic about this picture and what I really like about this picture at the same time? It kind of looks like big stuff, but the selfie stick. And, it, yeah, there was a wire to it. Guys, you know the invention of the selfie stick? If you ask your parents what they think of it, they would probably laugh at your face. Nobody would ever think that that would be a big deal 10 years ago. And now it is one of the most popular and most sold accessories for all smartphones. You know why? You know what the selfie stick said? You know what their, uh, their whole idea, their whole vision behind it? Because we are going to have the most Instagram-worthy picture of you. And Instagram's not for us. Instagram's really for other people and how they see us. So selfie sticks. Anybody have one? Some of y'all are probably like, oh. some of y'all do. Good. And why, we buy these things, and that's okay if you bought it. I'm not knocking you or your Uncle Rico who bought it for you. I'm not, okay? But what I'm trying to tell you is a lot of the reasons why we had these things is because we care about how other people see us. It could be because you're really, really tall and you're limping down a plane like Hagrid. Hopefully it's not. Or it could be because you're on social media and you spend so much time comparing and looking and trying to find your identity in other people. Well, guys, if you do it that way, it will exhaust you. Guys, the Apostle Paul talks a lot about types of things like this. And if you guys know Paul, Paul's the guy who wrote most of the New Testament. The majority of the books, man, Paul was the guy who wrote it. And I love to think like what Paul would think of a selfie stick. He'd probably take that thing and be like, judo, bang, like right across his leg. He'd snap it. Hey, and for some of y'all, if you guys have ever taken a picture with somebody... And guess what they do after you take it? Like, guys are like, all right, come on, let's get a picture. Girl's like, okay, great. Let me, hold on, let me fix my hair. Let me fix my hair. Okay. They take it, snap, and what's the first thing the girl says? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Excuse me. Can I, can I see that real quick? Can I just see it? Before you, before you do something, let me just see it. I do it with Whitney all the time. I'm like, hey, Whitney, in your pajamas, let's take a picture. She's like, Oh, you're not going to post it. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, whoa, 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 just, can I see it? And then Whitney does this a lot too. I like taking pictures on this side because Whitney is convinced that this side is actually her what? See, y'all know what I'm talking about. This is crazy. Fellas, y'all with me on this in the pain? 
Guys, y'all might be like, actually, that's my right side too, so I'm kind of there. Guys, we care so much about the way other people see us that it's so bad, Paul would have a heart attack. He would say, guys, what is the deal? We're Christians, right, and we're so caught up on the way people look at us, on how we're living, like, like, seriously, the way other Christians see us, that's what's bothering us? Wow, it's crazy. Guys, social media is just something where it's wonderful, it's great. Man, I tell you what. I would love, I, what I'm going to try and do, I'm going to try and somehow create a, a, a social media site where all we do is just post bad pictures. Wouldn't that be wonderful to see? Like, post, like, real-life things that's going on. Like, hey, I woke up, I woke up like this, and your hair is everywhere, and you have, like, Niagara Falls coming down your mouth from drool. Wouldn't that be really, really great? Let's be real, man, because that's what social media does. It just, it, it just rubs my chain. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. The selfie stick, Paul wouldn't have it. Paul would not have this side, that side when he's taking pictures. Because, guys, the biggest thing we have to know where our identity really lies. And it's not in what the other people think of us. It's really not. Paul writes this letter um, to the church in Galatia. Okay, now the church in Galatia, what that, what that meant was he was writing to a group of Christians. And he wrote this in about 49 A.D. What do you guys know about that? It was a very, very What? Long time ago, really long time ago. But what's ironic about that is that in 49 AD, Jesus was around like people remembered seeing him. It was not that long before when Jesus was walking the earth and he was on the cross and he died. But he rose again and we celebrate Easter today in honor of that. Guys, it was like 16 years before. And this church in Galatia, these Christians, guess what they were struggling with? Their identity. Hey, can I have a bit? Oh, I need, a, no, I need this picture. When they throw it on their uh, their Snapchat from 49 AD. I don't know, you might call that like, I don't know, rock chat or something. The, the Flint, the Flint Graham, probably, instead of Flintstones. How about that? Flint Graham? Okay. Guys, let's see what Paul says to him, though. Galatians 3, 26 through 28, and he's writing to a group of Christians. Check this out. Paul says, for you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism... We've put on Christ, like putting on some new clothes. You guys like new clothes? Yeah, I know you do. You know how nice it feels to put on new clothes? Paul's telling all these Christians in Galatia, he's saying, hey, guys, here's the deal. Hold on. You guys keep comparing yourselves and your identity to these other people, right, and to the way that things used to be, and that's just not it. You guys were baptized. If you, in this room tonight, if you've been baptized, this is y'all, if you have given your life to Jesus and say, I want you to lead me, you know, I want to have a relationship with you. This is absolutely, Paul's talking to y'all as well. If you're not sure yet, stay with us. We got something for you. He says, there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Guys, these categories here, this is how people were really grouped and classed back here. And in 49 AD, and guys, between a Jew and a Gentile, Gentile meant that you were not Jewish. It meant that uh, you probably didn't have life as well as some of the favored the Jewish people. You guys know on Instagram, you've got people who have like the check, the blue check for how many followers? A million? A million? Okay, it's just a lot. Well, that would be like the, the Jewish males back here, like some of them were so excited and so thankful to be Jewish and to be male not female, and to be free, not a slave. They thought they were the best things ever. And Paul's like, hold on. No, you're not. 
doesn't matter if you were Jewish or if you were Gentile. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if you were slave or if you were free. It doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you're poor. And it doesn't matter if you were male or female. The only thing that matters here is that we're all one in who? All one in Christ Jesus. Now, yeah, or Jesus Christ. Thank you. I love it. Paul keeps going. And what's so cool about this, he goes a little bit further and he says, hey, guess what? Since we are all one, if you've asked Jesus, if you follow him, guess what that means? Let's keep going to the next verse. So Christ has truly set us what? What is this word? Oh, say it like you're excited. What is it? Free. Free. Okay. All right. Now, make sure that you stay free. I think a lot of us need to say this word here. Say this word. Oh, goodness gracious. Say this with me. Make sure that you what? Stay free. Stay free. I love how it's like just, thank you middle schoolers for doing this. High schoolers are like, nah. Some of them are like, I actually can't read that, but I'm a little bit clear. Stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Hey, when he's talking about slavery to the law here, what Paul is saying is not don't get tied up in running red lights and green lights. Don't worry about that. Don't, don't get tied up in trying to break the law. What Paul is talking about is the way things used to be before Jesus. The whole Old Testament. Guys, these Christians who lived, I mean, 16 years after Jesus lived and died, like they saw him. Like they believed the teachings of the actual disciples. They were losing track of their identity already. Some of y'all feel like, man, I don't really know who I am. That's okay if you feel that way. It blows my mind that some of these guys who were literally, I mean, they used to live when Jesus lived and they completely forgot everything. Paul says, guys, don't be that way. Because guess what? Because of Jesus, he set us free. And I think for a lot of us in here, Maybe you're like, okay, I'm still not really sure about this Jesus guy. I don't know yet how, if, if, if I believe this or if I want to be a part of this. And that's 100% all right. You got to do that on your own terms. We're still glad you're here. But for everybody else, I think a lot of us struggle with this one. I think we struggle staying free. Maybe you said, I gave my life to Jesus last year at Big Stuff, and that was my identity then. It was easy, man. Big Stuff is crazy. Everybody's sweating on each other. The beach, the waves. I mean, it's just a big, crazy Jesus party for a week. It's incredible. And when you're there, everybody says, man, I'm free. I'm going to stay free. This is what's up. I can live this way. But when you come home, man, we're like, dang, I, I miss that feel. Like, I wish I still had that big stuff feeling. Hey, guys, what Jesus is saying here through Paul is that we can stay free if we keep our identity in him. So our main idea for tonight is this. Jesus wants your identity first in him so you can actually live free. I love uh, New Hampshire's license plate. Anybody seen New Hampshire's license plate before? What does it say? Live free or die. That's what I'm talking about. I'm like, that's some serious stuff, man. Those New Hampshire people don't play. Hey, what I love about that, though, is the passion in that. They're, they say, I want to live free. I don't want to live where I am being controlled by anybody else. I, don't, I definitely don't want a government across the ocean telling me how I'm supposed to live with taxes and things like that. They want to have their own life. Hey, guys, in Jesus, when we have him as our identity, that's what we get to experience, our own life, free in him. Now, does that mean that um, everything is just going to be easy? Does that mean that, you know, 
you're not going to have people in your life that you argue with, you have beef with, problems with. Uh Uh-uh. Guys, but it means that we have something that freed us once, and it will continue to keep us free if we keep our hope there. Now, I feel like a lot of us in this room, you might be saying, I don't really know how I can do that because I feel like I used to be really close with Jesus. I had a great relationship with him, and I don't know how to get there back. I don't, I don't, I don't really know what to do. I feel like I'm kind of just lost, floating in the ocean somewhere. Guys, I've got two application steps for us as we, as we wrap up this Identity Week 1 series for all of us. All right, two things that we can do to help our identity get back in Jesus. Oh, I love this. This is like a spotlight. Okay, I'm sorry. That's my ADHD. Uh, Stay with me. Guys, two things we can do to keep our identity right now or bring it back closer to Jesus and to live free with whatever we're facing. First thing we can do, guys, I want you to name what it is right now in your life that you're struggling with. I want you to name it. I want you to put a name on that thing. If it is, I struggle with acceptance. I have to be on social media all the time because I want to be sure I fit in. Name it. If it is, man, I don't really think that uh, I'm ever going to actually be good enough. Name it. Maybe you feel like I'm my identity. I, I feel like I'm just a little brother. My parents don't see me. That's fine. You can name that. Because, guys, what I'm going to challenge you all to do tonight in your small groups, we all have these name tags. And this is not for you to meet people in your group. Hopefully you all know each other. Guys, the goal for this is for you all to be able to go And I want you to write on this name tag what you think Jesus would say or want you to feel when it came to that situation. So let me give you an example. For me, what I would write on mine, I would write good enough. I'd write good enough. Because I think for me, with my identity, you know what I struggle the most with? I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like I'm not good enough as a dad for Iris. I feel like I'm not good enough as a husband. I feel like I'm not good enough sometimes leading y'all. I feel like it's just something where I can never, ever, ever be good enough. So what I would encourage y'all to do is what I did earlier today. So I'm going to write this down. I'm going to say, hello, my name is good enough. So whatever it is for you, for Whitney, she's not here tonight because she's not feeling good. Her name tag she wanted to share with y'all was this. It was his. And no, she's not talking about me. Somebody said, oh, it's a sweet talking about Chris. No, she's talking about Jesus. <laughs> she ain't talking about me. I love that though. It's his. And I said, well, babe, why would you write his on your name tag? She said, because I always compare myself and want to be like other people. And she said, I want to remind myself that I am his. That's the most important thing for me. So guys, think about something in your life right now that you would really want. It could be forgiven. It could be accepted. It could be loved. It could be found. It could be new. It could be, hey, I'm finally at home. I don't know what it is for you. I don't know what Jesus is trying to work right now in your life. And you might be like, uh, he doesn't really talk to me vocally. I can't really hear him. You guys need to get those beats by John. I was telling you about that a few weeks ago. But uh, no, listen. I'm not talking about actually hearing with your ears. I'm talking about what you feel in your heart, okay? Because if you ask Jesus in, he's there. You know what I'm saying? So what do you think he would really want you to say, hey, you're mine. Hey, you are good enough. Second thing I want you to do, guys, is this. I want you to remind yourself. I want you to take this name tag that you can get in groups, and I want you guys to put it somewhere where you see it every single day 
So when you think about your identity, you can say, hey, guess what? I'm good enough. Guess what? I'm his. You can put it, guys, on your mirror every morning if you want to. You can put it on the dash in your car. You can put it on the back of your cell phone. You can put it on your binder. You guys still use three ring binders at school? Some of y'all are like, what? Like trapper keepers? You do trapper keepers? <laughs> guys, you can put it wherever you see it every day. My recommendation for y'all would be to put it somewhere where you're going to look the most. In times when you feel like, I need to be reminded where my identity really is. I need to know where my identity stays. And I need to know where I can always find myself. Put on that name tag and stick it somewhere. Now, about everybody in this room, y'all are probably thinking something along the lines of, hold on, this whole identity thing, like that sounds good to me. And like I'm sure, excuse me, I'm sure that Jesus wants us to be, you know, a part. He, he wants me to like be part of his identity and all this stuff. But the problem is I literally look at myself every morning in this mirror and I see that, man, I know my past I know all of my mistakes. I know everything I've done before. I know the things that I'm struggling with right now. I know my sins. Sins are basically, it's like a churchy word for things that you probably shouldn't do. Right? I know all the things that I wish I could change about myself, but I just fall short. Hey, guys, for a lot of us who still aren't sure about this Jesus thing, that could be the thing that is keeping you from him. And what I want to tell you is this. If your mirror looks like that, I want you to break it. I am not going to break this because it's Whitney's, and she already doesn't feel good. I really wish I could slam it right now because I want you to take your mirror, okay, and I want you to literally think in your mind, hey, I'm going to stop thinking that way because this Jesus guy, he actually does want a relationship with me, and he wants my identity, right, to be in him. So I'm going to take my thing right here, and I'm going to remind myself that, dude, you know what? I really am good enough. I am. I really am somebody that Jesus wants uh, relationship with. I just struggle with that personally because I don't really like looking at myself in the mirror. Does anybody here like looking in the mirror? I know there's one person in my life right now who absolutely loves looking at the mirror and she absolutely loves her identity right now. And it's so cool. Here's a, let me, let me get a picture of her for y'all. It's Iris. So little girl Iris Iris is crazy, but she is going to be turning um, 11 months this week. I can't believe it. I feel like it was just yesterday. And one of Iris's favorite things to do, she loves looking in the mirror. She loves it. Like, she will sit there all day. And I tried to get a video of her doing this, and she ended up, like, knocking the mirror on top of herself because she's like, ah. I'm like, stop, baby. You're looking crazy. Don't do that. She loves it. She crawls to it. Sees it, she even tries to kiss the mirror. You know? It's crazy. She loves looking at herself in her mirror. She doesn't even put a name tag on. She doesn't even say, hey, I'm good enough like my dad. She said, I just love seeing it. I've got a video real quick to show you, though, when I'm holding her. Check this video out if we can cue it real quick. One of the coolest things about this with Iris 
is like when she is upset, when she falls and studs her head on something, oh, ah, she's crying, going crazy. If I take her, I can either take her to her balloons, she loves hitting those, or she goes right to the mirror. And one of the coolest things about when she goes to the mirror, I love this. Iris being 11-month-old, she doesn't think about the things she messed up with before. She doesn't think about all her mistakes. She doesn't think about when she took a really, really bad diaper and didn't even apologize about it, you know. She doesn't have any memory of her past and her mistakes. You know what she sees in the mirror? She sees herself, and she's happy, and she's smiling, and she loves herself. But you know really the coolest thing for Iris? Iris really loves it when Whitney or I take her, like that video, and we hold her. Because she's like, man, I see my mom right here, my dad, my father. He's holding me. He loves me. And he should take care of me. She says, more than anything else, like, I am so thankful that my identity can be right there in that. And right now, that's about all Iris' identity is, I'll be honest. She is Whitney and I's daughter, and we are so thankful to have her. And guys, Iris, she loves being free looking at herself. And what I want to challenge y'all is, what if just this week, what if you could just try to say, hey, I want to look in my mirror, and I want to be able to say, you know what, I want to see myself the same way God sees me. I'm going to say I'm good enough. <laughs> I know I am. I know my Father loves me, and I'm going to put my identity right there in him. Y'all, Iris is so free. When we're sitting there holding her and loving on her, she doesn't even know what else to do. She just laughs the whole time. And I really and truly believe, from the bottom of my heart, man, that's how Jesus wants us to feel when we look at ourselves right now. Guys, we're his. If you've asked him in your heart, man, that's how happy he wants you to be. He loves you. He wants you to have a relationship like that with him. Now, unfortunately, sometimes Iris gets too free. And, like, if some of y'all have been over the house before and Iris likes to be so free, like, she takes off her shirt and screaming and going crazy. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa Iris, pull it back, baby. Come on now. I, there's boys in the house. You're not doing stuff like that. But, guys, she's just so comfortable being right there in who she is. And she sees herself and she laughs and she smiles because she was wonderfully and beautifully made. Guys, each and every one of y'all, they're just like that. Regardless of your relationship with Jesus, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say about it, if you have never asked him into your heart, man, oh my goodness, the things you're missing, and still, even if you don't tonight, Jesus still wants you to know that he loves you. He wants you to see yourself that way. And he has an incredible and amazing and awesome plan for you in your life. Guys, we can be free. It's going to be hard. But our identity can be right there in him. And you can really be good enough. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this amazing uh, group of students that are here tonight. Thank you for the opportunity and the privilege I have to be able to talk with them and to be able to uh, laugh with them and, and just... Have fun with them. God, this identity thing is sticky. It is tough. It's hard. God, I pray for the students in this room who have already asked you and, and into their lives and have a relationship with you. I pray that they can be free, just like Iris, when she's laughing in the mirror and she's so happy. 
when she's with us. God, I pray for those in this room who aren't really sure about their relationship yet with Jesus. God, I pray that more than anything else, we can come to you with confidence and the identity and just the way that you made us and you created us. God, we love you and your son, Jesus, and we are so thankful that we can be his. And it's in Jesus' name tonight that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.